that you sort of you've grown up in a Christian home and it's just been uh, a part of your life uh, ever since you were little or was there a point where you thought you know this is the real deal I'm going to get serious about my faith for myself I had been brought up in a Christian family I definitely had um, I had definitely prayed um, quite passionately even as a young child um, to God and so there was some sort of relationship with with God but um it was actually at, at about the age of 12 um, I um, I came in from school floods of tears um, after really just being broken down by some quite um, uh, quite hurtful bullying at school um, that had been going on for probably two years. Um, uh, most of that was around my faith and going to church and and my dad being this vicar who played guitar at assemblies um, and that was uh, yeah it just sort of ground on me. I also had very large, big ginger curly hair, which was a bit of an easy target. Um, but um, but yeah, I came in crying, sat on the edge of my bed, and really, what what that moment, I just I just brought back to those stories, and I really love those really good Sunday school stories. Um, today, I talked to so many people about just understanding those stories because for me that day, I really just drew on the fact that that Jesus was could be my best friend. He was the person who could be with me in those times of difficulty. And that's the message my parents had always had taught me. And at that moment, in tears on the corner of my bed, I, I just sort of cried out and said, Jesus, I need you to, to deal with me, help me with this. Um, I need you right by my side. And that, that statement was my real point of, I trust you wholly in this situation. This is me putting myself into your hands and um, uh, the the no thunderbolts and lightning um, but 
just a real sense of peace um, came upon me. Mm. And um, I got up and, um, and actually the bullying um, over the next week rescinded. And I, wow. I don't know if I became resilient or if it actually stopped, but I, I don't remember having a, any incidents again where I got to that level of um, being that, that upset. It's so encouraging to hear that story because uh, for people listening who've ever wondered what difference does kids' church and Sunday school mm-hmm. make to someone's life, well, you're a living, breathing example of how when those Bible stories, when that relationship with Jesus is nurtured from a little age, then as you grow up uh, and, and you do go through tough times like uh, bullying, and it's still an ongoing issue in most of our schools today, mm-hmm. uh, you were able to to draw on those stories for for, for strength and for faith, and 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 you knew what to do. You knew that you needed to go to Jesus for help, and um, and of course He answered your prayer. It's funny hearing your story because I had a similar situ- situation. Uh, uh, when I was in high school, actually, uh, first few years with uh, some difficult girls in the year. And, and I also remember uh, a, a specific moment in time where uh, where I went to God and, and, and basically cried out for help too. And, and after that, then everything changed. And it's just beautiful to uh, look back on your life and be able to see how God has been moving. So where did your love for getting involved in uh, an organisation like Christians Against Poverty spur from? Did you start to uh, grow interest in the area of uh, not-for-profit or, or working with people with limited means, or where did it come from? Yeah, um, the, it really started again back with my parents. Um, I, I, I've, I've always been, um, I've always seen them working with those um, really in poverty, those uh, who are less fortunate, and I, I saw that in the churches that my mum and dad um, were leading. Um, I saw the work that they were doing. I saw the doors and heard the heard the stories of the doors that my dad were knocking on. And I think that just stirred something in me about this is this for me is what my faith is about. It's about serving those around me who are struggling. And um, I, I can't say that I acted on that particularly well throughout my early teenage years. Um, uh, you know, our selfishness, I think, at that age. Um, um, but. As I um, moved away from home, as I went to university, I, um, I, I ended up in a city in the UK called Bradford. And um, Bradford's not the most um, uh, desirable of cities. Um, people generally don't um, sort of flock to Bradford. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, significant history around uh, poor uh, unemployment in the city. And as I went there as a, to university, I, I, just, I just had this real love for this place uh, and a love for the people there and and that grew um and and really um i then got married and to my wife who i met at uni and really together we just started this journey um of of looking at how our lives reflected that heart for for the poor and those really just just past our doorstep now, Christians Against Poverty do a lot of amazing work, and uh, I'll get you to explain a bit more of what they do in just a moment. But for me, the most exciting thing about CAP is that you guys ring the bell regularly. For those who don't know what that means, can you explain that for us? Yeah, that's a very exciting moment. I'd love for it to go off while this uh, phone call is going. <laughs> um, we as an organisation are, are very passionate that um, we, uh, alongside doing the work serving the poor, 
that we actually are encouraging and inspiring our churches to see this as a ministry to outreach uh, um, and, and have opportunities to share the gospel. And ringing the bell here is basically when one of our uh, uh, centre staff or our job club staff report that one of their members or clients has um, made a first-time commitment to follow Jesus Christ. Now, that can be a big salvation moment, or it may just be a, hey, I'm, I'm wanting to look I want to know more about who this God is. I want to come to church and make a what I call a little yes, um, rather maybe the big yes. But we get those stories. Uh, we ring the bell here, and it's an old-fashioned ring handle fire bell. Uh, it gets rung. We hear the story of that individual, and the whole office just stops gathers together we hear it we pray for that individual and you know we just celebrate with the angels really um <laughs> and how many times has it rung this year so far uh this year we um are coming up just to nearly to 50 times this Yay. year in, in the ministry which is great and you just don't know what kind of a flow-on effect that's going to have because oh. uh, when someone's transformed by christ it impacts you know their friends their family yes. uh, their workplace uh, anyone who's in their community or in their village uh, so tell us a bit more about how Christians Against Poverty specifically reaches people in their situation. Mm. Are there any um, strategies that you use? Are you talking financial programs? Are you talking building up the churches? How does uh, how does uh, Christians Against Poverty reach them? Christians Against Poverty, we are a ministry that we only exist because the church exists. So uh, without the local church, we, we would not be here. So we partner with local churches um, because it's with the church that we are Christians Against Poverty. And, and so um, we partner with a church to run uh, one of three services. And so the, the first one um, is our money education program. Uh, these are um, a really easy way for a church to, um, to train somebody in their church to be able to offer a very basic money education course. And these courses generally run two or three evenings. And it takes them through simple steps of budgeting, learning to balance that, living on cash, which is quite rare in our, in our society today, and then really then empowering them to be able to have a savings program. And a number of churches are taking this, that people are um, finding that they have the opportunity to give more, but they're being able to use those resources for what God wants them to be doing. And it takes their focus away from money, but on to what, what does God want me to do with my money? And the second service that we have is um, the primary work of CAP for the last 20 years that we've been operating, um, and that is our CAP debt centres. Um, this is where we train a church to be able to go into the homes of individuals, people who are broken by debt, who are overwhelmed by, by stress, because of the, the mounting pressure um, uh, of debt that they can't um, manage to repay. We walk into their homes, we sit with them, we gather everything that we can. And then with a the team here in Newcastle, our head offices, we are able to put a budget together and we'll negotiate with their creditors and set them on the course of becoming debt free. And we'll work with them um, all the way until that point they're debt free. Uh, and then our final service, we actually only launched this in 2015 um, here in Australia, but that was to open um, some job clubs out of our debt centres. We saw um, 60% of our clients um, were unable to get out of debt because of unemployment. And so we have now, um, we're now partnering with churches to offer a thing that we call a job club where people can come and be empowered be excited by be be told that they're worth 
Um, it's so many of them come just with no passion anymore. They come really desperate. They don't believe they can get back into work. And we just empower them to say, yes, you can. We give them some skills around their CVs and resumes. Um, but all this is done alongside the local church who um, who can provide that volunteers and support workers to, to support each of those people through the process. And, um, and, and, and that's why we see such great results, both in getting people into work, getting people out of debt, and seeing that bell rung. You know, I've seen the uh, Cap Money course run a number of times in my church and seen uh, people, you know, maybe from a homeless background or from a low socioeconomic background and even wealthy people do the course and just get such a great training and a revelation on how to be good stewards of their finances. And I've seen real turnarounds in their lives. It's incredible. Uh, I want to ask your advice just for anyone listening right now, uh, just to speak into that. I've got a quote for you here. So I love this from Billy Graham. He said, give me five minutes with a person's checkbook and I'll tell you where their heart is. Mm. Uh, I just think we we really, we, we can really tell what someone's like by the way they spend the money, like who they worship and what their idols are in life. How important is it that we honour God with our finances? Give us your give us your best message on that, brother. <laughs> no pressure. Um, all I, all, yeah, no pressure. I'd, um, all I can say is, in um, really, it comes back to Matthew six. Uh, there's some great verses around Matthew six on 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 uh, money, but um, there's a great statement in there that says you. Um, you you will either love the one or hate the other, or you'll be devoted mm. to the one and um, and 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 love the other and. It basically just says that you cannot serve both God and money. And um, that that statement that you cannot serve both God and money. And I don't think many people think that, you know, that, that it, they're really being served by the money, but they their focus, you know, are they constantly thinking about how much money's coming in? Are they thinking about where it all goes? Are they really content with what they have? Or is it always seem like a struggle of uh, in life? And all that for me just removes the focus from God. I know personally, I've had some pretty tough times. And those times when that money becomes my focus, I get unsettled, I get anxious. And um, what the Cap Money course does is really put money back in its place and say, actually, no, I'm in, I'm in control of you. And the purpose of me having this money is so that I can serve God. And um, th- that's why I love this course and why I'm so passionate about it. Well, it's so inspiring to hear what uh, God is doing through CAP and hearing all those people that have come to know the Lord uh, here in Australia and all over the world. Uh, Mate, before we go, probably the most important question, you know, you shared a bit about how you had that encounter with God at the age of 12 and you gave your heart to the Lord. You know, there might be people listening now that have never heard the gospel, that have never responded to the call. Would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do they respond to it? (laughs) Yeah, um, I get this so often. Well, for me, it's about our relationship with God. It's understanding that um, He, as our Creator, um, made us for relationship with Him, but that was that was ruined. You know, that whole Adam and Eve story, our relationship with Him was ruined, and that's led us to a place where we do things that we wish we hadn't. We make uh, we do wrong things. Uh, we call that sin in the Christian world, but. Um, Really, it's just those things that we know aren't right, those things that we know we shouldn't be doing. And um, the gospel for me is the message that actually God knew that the only way for us to 
to be reconciled with him, to, to have relationship fully again with God, was for us to receive forgiveness for those things that we've done wrong. And um, Jesus took that punishment and he sent his son to die on that cross for us so that everything that we have done wrong is washed away, that we can go to the Father knowing that he loved us wholly, that he sent his son to die on the cross. And um, for me, that is, you know, still today, I rely every single day knowing that truth, that every time that I still slip up today, every time that that thought crosses my mind um, that I that shouldn't have, I know that actually Jesus died on that cross. And I apologize, and He, I know that he's forgiven me for it. Amen to that. Well, David Kendall from Christian Against Poverty, it's been a pleasure to chat with you this afternoon. And if people want to find out more about CAP, the website address is? www.capost.org. Capost.org. Fantastic, mate. And just one more thing before we go. I actually went to school in England for a while when I was a kid. And uh, the kids there asked me if I ever got to know uh, Charlene Robinson from Neighbours. Because yeah. they just love neighbours <laughs> over there. And I've just, speak, yeah. I've just been doing a bit of Facebook stalking and I can see a photo of you and your family at Ramsey Street. Uh, is, <laughs> yeah. is it true you're a big neighbours fan? Uh, I personally, no, but my mum is huge. And so when we got the opportunity, my mum wasn't with us, but we um, we decided that we would um, we would go. And actually, uh, I think it's uh, the actor, uh, Carl Kennedy. I can't remember his name now. Alan, isn't it? Um, he was there. And I um, I cheekily asked if he would actually do a little video message for my mum. And, and Alan said, that's the first time, actually, that anyone's done a video message with him on on the set. Wow, um, cool. So that was exciting. My mum was was really stoked. Yeah, she was she, she was chilled. Well, mate, the Bible says to love your neighbours. So there you go. Good on you. <laughs> That's great. Thanks for your time, mate. God bless. Thank you. Thanks, David. Bye. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.